See, unlike Dan, I use two different glasses so I can tell the difference. Well, when you're trying to do blind, it's kind of difficult. When <laughs> I put a sticker on the bottom, one that says 12, one that says 18. And then I just. That's why you got to have different branded Glen Karens. No, I wanted to do a blind, though. Like, I have the answers on the bottom of these. Oh, glasses. that's oh, not what you told me. I got you. No, I said that, I said I'm doing a blind, so I want to see the difference. But no, so what did you just walk like out of the room and the forget the order that you put them in? No, so yeah, I put the small stickers on, like and then I was watching TV, and for ten minutes I just went like this. I just <laughs> I just shuffled the glasses around, so I, my mind wasn't even paying attention to it. So I have no idea which is which. Jesus the only Christ. way I can do a blind. All right, folks, how to do a blind tasting by yourself? <laughs> Just just showed you. It's here. <laughs> Sticker the bottom. Watch TV for 10 minutes while you're mixing them up. <laughs> A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Jake from Gold Eagle. And uh, today we are all trying Knob 18, uh, so we decided we were just going to do an episode on Knob Creek. Yeah, and some of us are blinding it. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, pretty, well, so pretty clever you idea, gave us, tasting Knob 18, you, talk about Knob Creek. You gave us samples of Knob 18, and I have no idea why, but I have a sample. One of these is a sample of Knob 18 on my desk. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, it, it some episode previously, uh, we said that when I finish my MBA, we're going to drink Knob 18, and I don't remember why, um, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it was either the only episodes that make sense is when you're talking about age statement and is it, is it worth it because Gold Eagle Jake was talking shit about Elijah 18. Yeah. Um, or it was when we were doing the value episode and I was... Uh, singing the praises of Knob Creek 12. So one yeah, of those two is one probably it, but we also just randomly talk about shit, so it could be any other option too. Yeah. But something um, something like that happened, and then decisions were made, so here we are. <laughs> like, we drink when we do this podcast, so sometimes <laughs> things get said and the memory doesn't stick with it. And we do it for the listeners. No other reason. Yep, but we stay true to our word. So we're here tasting knob eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Way to put and a Congrats bow on to it. Jake. Congrats and cheers to Jake on finishing his MBA. Oh, thank you. That was what a week ago, two weeks ago that you finished your last class. Uh, Monday. It's a couple days Monday. ago. Yeah. Nice. I still yeah, know. No that. That. In six months, I'll get the diploma in the mail. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no proof. And then it'll on. be official. <laughs> Yeah. quicker than a passport right now yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> no they're like there's like there's a massive passport delay for some reason dude there there's is. uh one of our managers at the store dan was going to mexico and he didn't have a valid his wife like surprised him with a mexico trip didn't mm -hmm. have a valid passport and applied for it and i think this was like six or eight months ago and he had to like pay them twice, two or three weeks before the trip to expedite it. Mm -hmm. And he got it in the mail like two days before his flight. 
um, kind of crazy. Like I think they're doing it on purpose just to get you to pay more and more to keep expediting that process. Yeah. Cause oh, I, I mean, expedited used to be within a few weeks. Now I think they're saying there's some backup is what they're saying, but it's like even expedited, it's eight to 10 weeks right now, which is what your normal passport should take. So yeah, <laughs> just backed up like everything else. Good on you. U S government. Yeah. So now that Dan's travel corner is over. Yeah. Well, we got to keep the people informed. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Knob Creek. Let's talk about Knob Creek. Knob Creek Um, is owned by. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to do it because you always want to be the guy who knows all the information. Because I know all the information. (laughs) Kidding. So Knob Creek is owned by the Jim Beam (laughs) and uh, who is owned by Suntory, right? Yeah, Centauri. Yeah, um, I believe isn't and that Knob, Knob Creek is in Claremont, Kentucky. Yeah, um, I mean it's made. It's a Jim Beam brand. Um, Jim Beam created the name, and uh, there's a, yeah, there's an actual creek called Knob Creek, which is what they named the brand after. Um, but Knob Creek is. Uh, I'll talk about Knob Creek. It's probably my favorite go-to pour of bourbon. Um, I get asked a lot what my favorite, uh, bourbon is. And the answer used to be bookers until we saw all these Knob Creek single barrels take down bookers and these blind tastings. I think mm-hmm. it's a really good representation of like just a classic true Kentucky bourbon. You get a ton of peanut, you get a ton of Oak, um, ton of caramel, and it is what it is. Nine year bourbon, the standard small batch is 35 bucks on the shelf. It's hard to find a, another bourbon with that age at a hundred proof. That's going to stack up with that. Yeah. And when you, I mean, you guys do a lot of Knob Creek single barrels. There's a lot of stores out there that do, they do, a, they have a pretty big uh, single barrel program. Um, and I mm-hmm. haven't come across a bad single barrel from Knob Creek yet. And it's, even when you're talking about a nine-year single barrel for sixty-five bucks ish, sixty-five seventy range, it's, sixty-five bucks, yeah, for a nine-year, hundred twenty yeah. proof. Yeah, yeah, they're and I mean, I, I, let's they're highly underrated because there's so much other stuff that people are buying that's not as good or that people are charging way more for, and it's just not worth it. I still think that Knob Creek is one of the better values out there and I'll stand behind that. I think knob 12 at 65 bucks is one of the better deals you can get, but it's, it's that, and they've been getting older and older and older too. Um, Cause until a couple of years ago, they didn't even have an age statement on the label. Um, well, they, I think they did in the past and they took it off for a couple of years yeah. and then they just added it back on. Um, so that was cool to see. But um, I mean, let's not forget the glory days when you could get a nine year single barrel bottle that was really like 13 or 14 years at 120 proof at the same price as the nine year. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. But still, uh, I think the nine year single barrel option and this is this is my personal opinion, but I think the single barrel is better than the 12 year, the 15 year and the 18 year. Um, I'll take a really good single barrel over those all day just cause it's a little higher proof. It's got a little more flavor going on and then they're always unique. They're always a little bit different. Sometimes you get a lot of cinnamon. Sometimes you get a lot of peanuts. Um, and then sometimes you just get an Oak bomb. There's a lot of different, uh, flavors you can get from a Knob Creek single barrel pick. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we did one on the podcast last winter, um, mm-hmm. 
probably about eight, eight or nine months ago, we did one. Um, all three samples were good. We knew one came out of the Booker's warehouse, but we did it blind and did not pick that one. Um, but no, it's it's nice. And the one that we picked beat Booker's in our last yeah. blind tasting. Yeah, and it was, and that wasn't close. That was a landslide. That was literally ninety percent of the votes. It was like five votes for the Bookers and thirty five votes for the Knob Creek. Nice. Um, but no, it's nice to see that the age the the age statements back on the label. Um, the twelve years becoming more and more available, and then the two years ago they had the fifteen come out, and last year was the first eighteen that they've released probably in a long time or ever had an age statement of 18 on it. Um, and it sounds like their warehouses have a lot more older things in it that they're going to keep doing some of these older releases. Um, but always a good go-to nightly drinker with anything Knob Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like that they're all at a hundred proof. Um, I think that's And the single barrels are 120, but like their regular offerings are all at a hundred proof, uh, which is nice. Uh, they're not bonded as far as I know, which is interesting to me even because they, I don't know why they don't bond them if they're going to bottle at a hundred proof, but I guess it doesn't particularly matter. Um, but it, it's nice to have the higher proof point. Um, I think it helps with the flavor profile a lot. Probably not doing the bonding just because they're blending across years. Oh, um, true. that's true. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. probably the big Good reason point. for that is they're not limiting their stock of what they can blend to make a to make a batch. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's probably the only reason because I'm sure they're a bonded warehouse, federally bonded warehouse. I'm sure everything else lines up, but it's just they don't want to shoehorn themselves into only allowing certain barrels every year to go into a blend. So. Yeah, but a very I think it's a very cool representation of what well aged bourbon. Uh, taste like and how it differs, especially as it gets to those older le- years. I mean, the 12, 15 and 18 year, um, that's a very cool vertical flight that you can taste if you can find the bottles. And I don't know any other American whiskey brand that has those kind of age statements lined up uh, going all the way up to 18. You know, Elijah Craig has Elijah Craig 18. But then other than that, you're just down to a 12 year barrel proof and then the nine year small batch um, to go 12, 15 and 18 and really taste some ultra aged American whiskey. Um, kind of it really just reminds me of like a scotch brand. Yeah. You see a lot yeah. of scotches that have a 12, 15 and 18 year offering, but pretty rare for an American whiskey brand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be, I'm excited to do this blind. Um, so with Knob Creek, your mash bill is going to be 77% corn, 13% rye, 10% malted barley. Um, the only really difference between the 12 and the 18 that I'm going to be trying is six years of age. Um, and I have, it'll be fun to try and pick out which is which. The noses are pretty similar for me currently. Um, yeah, one so has Dan, why don't oops. you go first? And yeah. give your thoughts. Because um, I so don't want to ruin the, it for you. The right on the nose, I'm getting a lot more of like a green apple baking spice note on it. Um, which just on the nose makes me think it might be a little bit younger. The other one, I get a little bit of that. 
<laughs> Second time I've ever had grape show up in a in a nose. A little bit of grape. More of a... This has kind of got that creme brulee in it a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting on nose between the two of them. I'd have no idea yet what either of these are. Um, but I don't want to take a ton of time here because I'm going to do a little bit of tasting back and forth so you guys can keep talking. Yeah, hurry the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like you, the, uh, the creme brulee note, I think, is a good one. It's a very nice and descriptive. Um, I would agree. Um, yeah, it's a one of my favorite flavor notes to pick up, and uh, it's funny because I think we talked about this when when we were tasting the Whiskey Acres stuff. Um, Whiskey Acres and Knob Creek, that Jim Beam Whiskey Acres uh, flavor profile is very similar. Um, almost, almost. I mean. We, the you know we talked about this before, but the whiskey acres barrel pick that we did beat Booker's in a blind, and I only put those two together because I thought they tasted very similar. They have that extreme nuttiness with a deep oaky caramel kind of mm -hmm. vibe going on. And then yeah, when you get a really good one that's really creamy and balanced, then that's when you start picking up that creme brulee. Yeah. Yep. What so Jake, you got the eighteen year and then what what is what barrel pick from you guys are you doing? What is it the most recent one? Is it an older oh, one? Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying oh. I should have grabbed a bottle of our barrel oh. pick to taste side by side. Um but we do have one. There's only like fifteen bottles left, the one that we picked with microphone. Um, but I just had a customer reach out who I know is a huge Jim Beam fan and they blinded that barrel pick with three or four other bookers and, um, everyone either picked the Knob <laughs> Creek first or second out of that lineup. So consistently pulling its weight in blind tastings. Have you, are you sitting there trying the 18 that is on me and Jake are mm -hmm. screwing around here? You want to kind of go through what you're getting out of the 18? I think it's really good. I think it's uh, one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. Better than Elijah 18? Yeah. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Elijah 18. Elijah 18 is a little, I, I just think it tastes like oaky water. And it, it'd be good if it was like a $60, $70 whiskey, but for 100 50 bucks or 160 bucks, whatever it goes for. Now I just want a little bit more. And I think that because they bottle it at 90 proof, it just is lacking a little bit of flavor for me. A little bit of punch. What about you, Jake? Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying the 18 right now. Um, I get the same notes as Dan on the nose. I get a little bit of that grape note. Um, but mostly the creme brulee and like the, like caramely kind of um like vanilla-ish kind of kind of notes mm -hmm. definitely little, like vanilla little custard. bit of yeah a little bit of oak um and the palette for me is very a little different. bit of oak <laughs> just kidding a tinge, a tinge. <laughs> just 18 um, years worth <laughs> For me, the palate is quite different than the nose. Lots of like the tobacco notes and then uh, oak, obviously. Um, but I'm getting some like vanilla and um, 
maybe even a little bit of like leathery kind of notes, but like not like brand new leather, kind of like worn leather. Um, you, you, you try a lot of worn leather, Jake? Yeah. No, it's more like a lot of the, that. It's more like the smell is like in my mouth. <laughs> if that you makes a horse? any sense. That's how, <laughs> are you a, that's how smell are you a horsey? Works, Dan. Look it up. Um, <laughs> what yeah, do you think, I, Dan? Mr. Criticize yeah, over there. Dan, let's go. <laughs> I just talk shit. It's not criticizing <laughs> when all I do is talk shit. Like, that's just who I am as a person and a human being. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going back and forth quite a bit on it. I think the sample on my left has the finish sticks around in the lips a little bit longer, which I... I don't mind a long finish, but I don't, I'm not liking where it's at on the, this is just going to sound awful. I don't like where it feels <laughs> in my mouth right now. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to get around it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm excited to take this off. I'm getting kind of that leathery thing that Jake's talking about on both. Um, I, man, I'm interested to see what's, what the answer is going to be. Which one do I like better? They're both, there's not a ton of difference between either of them, which I was kind of thought there'd be more. Hmm. Um, I get a lot of very similar, it's very similar between the both of them. I think I like the one on my right just a touch more just because the finish sticks around just a little bit longer. And kind of stays to the back of the palette. So the one that I'm enjoying more is the 12 year. Okay. Nice. And the one that I said was more the creme brulee, which has been in my left, has been the 18 year. Um, so, so I guess my my notes all matched up with you guys that knew what you were talking or knew which one was what. Um they're both they're both good. I'm not gonna say that they're not. I wouldn't take either right. of these. Oh, um, my dog's barking because Amazon's dropping off Prime package <laughs> off my garage right now. Prime day. <laughs> so at the, me and, uh, well, Gold Eagle had a um, limestone branch masterclass last night. And uh, I thought it would be funny to try and gaslight you, Dan. And me and Jake were going to hype the shit out of <laughs> Knob 18 and make you really confused. Um because I I cheated and I tried it on Monday, um, and I did not care for it one bit. Um, I'm actually doing like a total 180 on it tonight. I actually am really enjoying it. I don't know what like is causing that. Um, I don't know if it's because I opened it on Monday and it got to breathe a little bit or what, but like. On Monday, it was just unbelievably oaky. Um, and tonight, I'm actually getting a lot of like nuances out of it. Um, and I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, I will agree with Dan that I think the 12 is a little bit better because um, it's got a longer finish and it's a bit brighter and more complex. Um, but I am really enjoying the like deeper 
darker notes of the 18. Um, a lot more than I actually thought I was going to tonight. So that's pleasant. <laughs> the uh, well, thanks for cheating. I always appreciate a cheater. Um, the uh, I, I think the 12 had a little bit more of that green apple for me. And that's still some of the initial mm -hmm. spirit coming through. Just brighter um, and like, yeah. And I think you, that's the biggest thing that you lose in the nose between the two of them is the green apple between the 12 and the 18 year. And that's because the oak's yep. starting to take over a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And because there's still some, some of that initial spirit flavor in the 12 year, it gives it a little bit more of that well-rounded balance that a, a lot of people enjoy. And I think that's why um, I've always leaned. That's why I think that's one of the reasons why I've always liked the knob 12 is just because it's pretty well-balanced where the oak doesn't take over all the flavor notes of it yet. And you so that's a lot of rambling. So time for my honest review. Um, Cause if you know me, if it is my favorite whiskey I've ever had, I'm not just going to say it's my favorite whiskey. I'd, I'd be talking about it all night. Um, <laughs> I will say, I agree with Jake. It is much better than I thought. Uh, the first and only time that I tasted knob 18 was in a blind with two uh, XO the Phoenix blend, the first blend by Dixon Deadman. Um, and the two XO completely destroyed it. It was about 30 votes to 10. And, um, I, when I tasted it next to the two XO and two XO is a double oaked whiskey. I thought the knob 18 was just way over oaked too much age. Mm. Um, I got a lot of dryness out of it and that sweet caramel nuttiness that I normally find on knob Creek single barrels and the knob Creek 12 year was just gone. Um, it was just like a dried oaky water almost, um, mm. tonight. Uh, and this is a sample out of Jake's bottle and it has obviously been opened and I've had the little sample sitting here for a few days. So it's gotten some air. Um, it's a lot better than I remember. I still would prefer a Knob Creek single barrel over this all day. Um, mm -hmm. But it does, it, 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 it's a good representation of what 18 years uh, does in a barrel for American whiskey. Um, cause you get a ton of that Oak and then it kind of pulls back on that fruitiness that you were talking about with the green apple on the 12 year. Um, and it kind of pulls back a little bit on that, like creaminess almost that mm -hmm. makes the finish last a little longer. Um, cause yeah, I get, I get a lot of flavor up front and then it just kind of goes away and dissipates. And then I just am left with like a dried Oak, uh, yeah. taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, it's good. It's better than I thought. Um, I wouldn't pay $200 for it, which is around the retail price. Mm -hmm. Um, but if this was poured for me, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any complaints. Yeah. I'm not going to turn down a pour of it. Um, but is it like what uh, it's, I was going to talk about that next at the price is it's around 200 bucks retail and it was a limited release. So there's super limited. I mean, we only got mm -hmm. like two, but we, we got two bottles. Yeah. I mean, it Can't came in a nice it. box. I mean, so that's always pretty. <laughs> I mean, it displays very nicely when it comes in a pretty, pretty box. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Show it off. But three, four years ago, Knob <laughs> Creek released um, some single barrels that uh, Fred No picked out himself. And they were in, um, they were in that wood frame with a nice like glass cover on the front and they were like 
14 year, 15 year single barrels. Um, and they were hundred bucks, I think mm -hmm. probably less. And they sat, I remember them sitting on the shelf for like weeks, if not months. Jeez. Imagine if that dropped right now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a, it's, there's nothing wrong with 18 year. Like the, it's, it's a solid whiskey from top to bottom, but is it worth the, the retail price on it? Especially considering when you can get, like we've talked about a nine year barrel pick that's 120 proof for $65 or a knob 12 for $65. Uh, it's not three times better than any of those. And that's no, what the I price mean, is it, going is basically. It's the exclusivity, I yeah. think, is the only thing. Mm -hmm. um, which, like, I, I'm glad I have it. Um, I'm interested to see the longer it sits, if it'll develop more. Um so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I was like very upset on Monday <laughs> when I tried it. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> um, but now I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, you backed off the ledge a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see if it keeps oxidizing and, and getting a little bit more character, it, it, it might end up being better and better. So. It, I find it weird that I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. No, go ahead. I, I say I find it weird that their pricing on their normal, their normal nines, their barrel picks, their twelve year, are all seem very, very reasonable price. But the fifteen and because I forget the fifteen was, but that was well over a hundred, I believe. It was one twenty. Yeah, I don't think it's too. It's yeah, it's around like one twenty. Um, but like the twelve yeah. and the fifteen have also gone up a lot just in the last year since they first came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th I think they're just kind of realizing supply and demand with older whiskey. You just, you, you can't really find any 12 year plus whiskey. So if you have a 12 and a 15 and an 18, uh, people are going to pay for it. And, uh, you know, I was, what I was going to say earlier is that it'd be very cool if they got to the point where these three could sit on the shelf. And I think they will, cause they're such a big distillery um, five mm -hmm. years from now, 10 years from now, I wouldn't be surprised because especially because they cut off all the single barrels for older whiskey. Um, you know, that's because they want their stuff to age to put in these bottles. And mm -hmm. it, it'd be very cool to be able to go in and pick these up and have a little vertical tasting and taste, you know, taste some older American whiskey all at the same proof and just see how those final years of aging can influence the flavor of the yeah. whiskey. Mm -hmm. And I would like it too. like, this would be a perfect contender is when people first started doing them, I wasn't a big fan. Um, but now that you're seeing more of them out there, just the small sample boxes where you have 150 mils of mm -hmm. each or hundred mils of each in a yeah. sample box, um, and charge a little bit more for it. But that way you can taste through the set. Like, um, mm -hmm. I mean, Jefferson's got the Oak aging experiment ones you can get. We, we talked a few weeks ago, Four Roses is going to have a 10 pack come out with all their different recipes in it. Um, Bardstown has what they, when they had their, when they're doing their sourcing, mm -hmm. had their own little sample packs. Like I like those because they're awesome for a in-home tasting. I uh, sit around with a couple of friends and try and see how things age differently. Um, I think, and I, I think people are willing to pay a little bit more for that. Like not don't charge the $200 divided down into one ounce or 150 mils samples like don't go crazy on it but you can upcharge a little bit for the set of them um 
and let yeah, people I mean, try the, to taste through. The consumer now wants to taste more and more things and they want to expand their palate. You know, we're not drinking just, we're not drinking cheap stuff just to get drunk. How it was 20, 30 years ago where this is more of an art, it's more of a hobby. Um, and I'm kind of surprised actually that more distilleries aren't doing these sample kits, even if they are charging a little more because people will pay it since you don't have to commit to a whole, whole entire bottle to try, right. um, mm -hmm. you know, three, four things. And it would only make sense because the 15 and the 18 and even the 12 from Knob Creek are so limited as it is. Why would you not create a little 100 milliliter sample kit? Um, I mean, especially around the holidays, we should, uh, yeah. we should call up yeah. Suntory right now before this episode airs and give them this <laughs> idea and make sure we get a little cut because trademark. I guarantee, I guarantee you we will start to see more of this. I mean, distilleries yeah. have to realize this is mm -hmm. what the consumer wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody gives away those uh, those like gift yep. packs with like free Glencairns or mugs or right. Just do yeah, enough packs. of that. Like we don't want that anymore. We want yeah sample kits. Like that should be the new gift set. You guys are telling me that you don't every year go and get the Smirnoff vodka with the little <laughs> Smirnoff glass sample kit at the yeah. the liquor store. No, no, I don't do that. You got a little cabinet in your house with all those knickknacks in it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. Collector. Don't get me wrong. It's like if it's the same price and it comes with a free glass, you're going to buy the one that comes with the free glass. But um, or you can just go to Golden Master classes and get swag. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I would rather have uh, a little taster set and be able to taste some unique, harder to find things um, yeah. versus having a ceramic mug that probably costs 25 cents to make yeah i now there are some places out there i know that have like a yearly yearly release and the mugs are different like budweiser has the different christmas mugs every year and things like that like i understand those for collectors but the ones that are just a standard glass with the logo etched on it some of like, them are nice me, and i have i have the yeah. cheat of sometimes we will we'll break them up because sometimes people don't want to buy them because they think they're paying extra or they just really don't want the glass. So we will break some of those up and I can kind of see which ones are nice, which ones aren't. And uh, some of them are super cheap, but then some of them you get actually have a really nice glass in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so it just kind of depends, but most of the time they're cheap, plasticky, not really worth saving. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is good. Um, Fun experiment. I'm glad I did the blind, um, but it's kind of funny that I, I mean, it's not funny. I guess I should know a little few things about whiskey, but it's nice to be able to pick the two apart. Like I sound like I know, it, it at least gives validation that sometimes I know what I'm talking about. Not, not many times, but sometimes, sometimes with a big sum in front of it. Uh, <laughs> what, what else are you cracking open for, for finishing off your MBA there, Jake? Um, I don't know. Uh, we're, having our deck rebuilt so um i'm kind of saving a couple things for that i've got the parker's heritage behind me uh the old fits 19 um so i'm kind of saving those maybe have I mean, a deck party i've i've been to your whiskey room like most everything is open a lot of it is <laughs> some which, of the stuff like, i'm yeah props keeping... props to you for you know, who cares? Let's just drink it and open it. Yeah. 
mean, I'm, but I'm yeah. not super picky about when I'll open things. Um, just, you know, if I paid a lot for something, I want to make sure I really <laughs> want to drink it before I open it. <laughs> but there's not many but, bottles in here that are like that, so... That's that's true until we do a podcast at your place and yeah. it's one in the morning and you decide to break open Lockstock 21. <laughs> <You're Yeah. old. laughs> Cuz we're already hammered. That was a good choice. Yeah. But uh, that was already open, wasn't it? Was it? One of these sure. days we oh, yeah. do, we should just we should just do an in-person marathon and do like four or five episodes until we can't talk anymore. We did that yeah. once with Roberto a long time ago. I think we did three or four episodes in a row, and yeah. it wasn't. The last couple were really fun to shoot. It was the uh, uh, March Dramness. We did all of them in one day. No, we didn't wow. do all of them. I think we did three. <laughs> we did that, and then I oh, was at the end of, oh, it would have been when we did our Old Elk run. When we were doing the Old Elk bracket. Yeah, yeah. Because we finished that, and then we did Roberto's Goodbye episode. Oh, at the that's end of that right. For when, yeah. he was, when he was moving. And uh, yeah. yeah, that one went a little went a little south quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was those were fun because yeah, that was yeah. we did the chili cook off, right? That would have been or that was, was that winter. the March? No, that, was, that was before one of our first podcasts because that was like one of our original buttons on your little roadcaster. Was that the, was that's um, some good chili? That yeah, you're right. I th- that was the March drabness, and I didn't even remember eating dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. No, they're, they're fun. We'll have to do that sometime. It just go down a rabbit hole of everyone brings a bottle. Well, we should do and, a, uh, a live stream charity event, and every every dollar donated, we'd take a sip. Ooh. Oh, God. That's, that's actually that's a good murder. idea. <laughs> They could get us every dollar, though. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that dollar's way it too It probably cheap. should be like every $5 or every yeah. $10. I bet you if we promote this on Gold Eagle, too, like we could get we can get a good amount of listeners, especially if it's for charity. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we did like a, a $10, <laughs> every $10, we, we take a sip. Someone takes a sip. Someone takes mm-hmm. a sip, not all three Someone. of us. All right, well, then, then every $5, someone takes a sip. <laughs> <laughs> that could get. I am. I know we're all high proof guys. If we do that, I am going just over the legal limit. To You're call doing it basil. Me. Yeah, I am basil <laughs> all the way. Like I don't even care at that point. It's going to be a shit show. Give me, give me something that's just, just allowed to call it bourbon, and I will, <laughs> I will do that. God, I'm too old to have those big drunken nights anymore. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll yeah, do it in the morning. Rough. Yeah, we'll start in the morning. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. I got I got some years on you guys, and and as you're getting really close to forty, it's nice to be able to be drunk by one o'clock in the afternoon, so you can fall asleep by five mm-hmm. and feel feel somewhat okay a day and a half later. <laughs> but no, so. So, uh, Jake, what's your next degree? What are you going to go for another MBA? What are you going to do so we can try some really <laughs> old whiskey again? No, uh, <laughs> I, uh, my wife keeps saying she would want to go get her PhD, and I keep telling her that with an MBA, she should know that the ROI on that is near zero. 
<laughs> so I am never you... going to school again. <laughs> Can you stop using so many letters? Like, do you, do you want that just so you can have, like, your email signature where all the letters after your name are longer than your actual name? Yeah, like, is that what you're every going for? degree I have, for sure. God. One of, those. Go get a, one of those. Go get certifications and a whole bunch of things and just tack those on, too. Yeah. yeah. God. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's a, yeah. When the deck party happens, we're definitely gonna crack something good. Um, we gotta figure out what when I want. What's that gonna open. happen? Summer's kind of already winding uh, down. Summer's should, winding should down. Be. It's not even August. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's almost August. I think. Uh, I think they should it's be back done. to school time. Yeah. <laughs> like in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh some sometime in early August it should be ready. Um, so yeah, I gotta I gotta see what we've got. Yeah, we should do a live. There'll be another the, big live event. From the deck. Something. We should do a live stream from the deck with yeah, cigars live from and... the deck. Summer <laughs> Labor Day, summer ending party. And we'll have the the fire table going and everything. That'll be good. Or you can have the Traeger going behind and we can do the uh, whistle pigs Traeger mm. smoke stock or whatever they mm-hmm. I don't want to try that. I've heard it's awful. <laughs> I probably would like it. I haven't tried that yet. That was I don't know, I've 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 heard a few people say some not so flattering things about it. And I'm not a big yeah. whistle pig guy in the first place, so that uh I like smoky though. Yeah. I like my mezcals. I like my scotch. So if it is actually a little smoky. I've heard more like campfire smoke than like anything else. Like it smells like it's sat in a campfire and tastes. So more scotchy. Kind of like yeah, a high west scotchy. campfire. I've, I haven't tried high west campfire. I've had a chance to buy a bottle, but I passed. But I mean, that is like scotchy. It's actual whisk, American whiskey blended with peated scotch. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Oh, we could do. Uh, I've got this Cascanes Añejo. Mm. That'd be that a good is summertime. Some good shit. That is good. I'll happily sip that on your deck. <laughs> I've got a bunch of the Cinco Sentidos too. That, that was Ar- another one. You, you got that Articano? Yeah. That one. It just tastes like there. straight barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's so good. The hmm. All the Mezcal Gold Eagle events I've been to, I expect to walk away with nothing. I end up walking away with like five or six bottles. <laughs> On that note, we have a Mezcal tasting this Tuesday. You're invited. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I like how Jake says that. And he's like, I'm always surprised that I walk away with five or six bottles. I'm always surprised when you walk away with less than nine after tasting. <laughs> like, Jake, can I order a case of that and a case of that? And I'm going to take these four. <laughs> I only took one from the Yellowstone because I had everything else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which one did you take? I, I just got the regular. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I got it signed. Just the st- standard nice. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Jenna Ray's favorite, though. So, I mean, that yeah. that's worthwhile. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a that was probably one of my favorite, definitely top two events. I think top two or three. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And everything they everything they have is just priced so well. Yeah, I yeah. I was uh, absolutely blown away by the single malt. Um, like if you would have given it to me blind, was that your first time trying it? Yeah. Um, if someone had given it to me blind oh, wow. and asked me what I thought, I would have guessed that it was finished in something and that it was maybe even a like Highland scotch. Um, is like the, the finish on it is just like unbelievable. But, it, and it's not peaty for those of you who are listening. There's no, no it's peat. Not. There's not really any smoke. Um, it's just, it's just like, uh. It's like a dry bourbon, really. Yeah, it, it's like it's got a, it's got like like a creamy like, dry bourbon. It's like pecans and, it's, it's, and like walnuts mm-hmm. and like, uh, and it's a hundred almonds almost. It, yeah, it's and it tastes so like good. it could be ninety proof. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous pour. Yeah, that's actually I, that's. I haven't tried the Jim Beam single malt, but out of the big uh, bourbon distilleries, the Yellowstone single malt is definitely my favorite that I've had. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't cracked the Jim Beam one yet either. Maybe that's what we should it's, do on it's under the 50 first bucks too. That's what we should do on the live from the deck is cigars and a bunch of American single malts. Or cigars and cigar blends. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> kind of a genius. Or cigars and or bourbon because we... it's bourbon matters. Oh, yeah, that's true. Just kidding, but <laughs> um, no that that one single malt episode we did was fun, and I do think it would be fun to do another one in the future as we have newer single malts coming out. Because I think we just mostly talked about single malt distilleries like Stranahan's, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Westward, and Westland, and uh distilleries like that but i think it'd be cool to focus on like the bourbon distilleries and taste their single malts yeah well and there's more and more coming out this Mm -hmm. year like this is this was dubbed like the year of single malts by like a bunch of the whiskey magazines because like everybody's coming out with single malts this year so i think we definitely need to follow up on that too yeah, I mean, and this is going to be a huge, interesting kind of wave that we go through with the bourbon boom, because um, a lot of huge distilleries are investing a ton of money and banking on American single malts picking up. Um, but most bourbon drinkers that I know, I know we're kind of into it because we like all whiskey, but most bourbon drinkers I know don't care at all for American single malts when they taste them. And mm-hmm. I should probably stop talking because we're going to go into another episode and this is going to go another hour <laughs> if we keep talking about American single malts. But yeah, it's a, that would be an interesting episode to kind of bring back and refocus on. Yeah. But one thing again, that we <clears throat> got out of the masterclass last night was that they actually codified the American single malt into law recently. Um, that was after oh, yeah. we did our mm-hmm. episode on it. Um, so it is now a legal right. type of American whiskey, which is really, really cool. Um, <clears throat> it actually uses the bottle and bond act as it's like standard um, that it builds off of, 
um so yeah we'll, i knew we'll it have was to uh, give the full update when we do our, our follow-up episode but absolutely i knew it was a new category it was uh right when we did um virginia distilling was that's an american oh, single malt mm-hmm. distilling that we had for a master class like a week or two after american mm-hmm. single malts were named as an official category um but yeah i didn't realize that it does kind of mimic the bottled and bond laws mm-hmm. um there's a yeah and i mean obviously the first new category since bourbon was announced for american yeah. spirits um, well over so 100 it is, years yeah um so it is kind of a big deal and i think deserves another episode even though this is a bourbon podcast now it's a yeah podcast. we gotta we gotta expand people's palettes and minds a little bit but yeah we'll talk about we'll talk about single malts from the bourbon distilleries so it'll all be all right yeah, we're called Bourbon Matters, and I've still had to suffer through like thirty some rye episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey matters. <laughs> All right. Well, we, before we dive into a single malt episode, let's yeah. go to the plugs. <laughs> Gold Eagle I'll first. Start, uh, Gold Eagle, sure. Yeah, GoldEagleWine.com. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Gold Eagle Wine and Threads at Gold Eagle Wine and Facebook at gold eagle spirits um download our app on apple or google play store and uh yeah come to one of our events check out our events page on our website and do a lot of really cool things with events so that's my gold eagle plug for this episode nice jake go ahead plug uh plug our podcast you can find bourbon matters on instagram at bourbon matters or facebook search for bourbon matters email us at bourbon matters at gmail.com uh you can find our website at www.bourbonmatterspodcast.com uh you can watch us on youtube and spotify or listen to us on spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts nice All right. Well, Jake, congratulations on getting more letters behind your name. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) We will, uh, we will see you guys on the next podcast. Hopefully I can turn that degree into a career in whiskey somehow, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we call PhD at gold Eagle? What's that? Professional hops drinker. There you Uh, go. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was lame. Hold on.